0: From high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, D.C. Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome to The Joy of Booking. My name is D.C. Matthews at the D.C. Matthews. It is a a bittersweet day. Um, sweet for me, I suppose, uh, if I sound any different to you, it is because I am recording, uh, on a brand new, uh, computer. Uh, we finally, you know, decided to, uh, upgrade. And so we have a brand new MacBook that I am recording. Microphone is still the same. Uh, I don't know that it's going to make a huge difference to, uh, my solo podcasts, but I do think it will make a difference when I am recording with Doc, uh, because hopefully uh, it'll be better. But uh, it's it's a bittersweet day that I that I come to you um, last night, Friday, uh, during SmackDown, apparently, or right before SmackDown. Um, uh, a whole nother group of people uh, got released. And it was interesting because I had been saying to myself last night, "Self, um, what are you going to record? You want to test out this this new MacBook? You want to see if you can figure out how to uh, to make it work, how to be able to do what you need to do um, to to record, so you can podcast and do all of that." And I didn't have, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of season two of. You know the the Corona Cup, but I, I've recorded a bunch of episodes ahead, and I'm waiting for some potential hot tags before I can continue. Um, I've got some other projects in the hopper that I'm not ready to talk about quite yet, uh, but I didn't have something that I could do, and so I was thinking about it, and I said, "All right, well." At one point, I had asked earlier this week, uh, if you had to pick five or six talents to build your roster around for the next five or six years, um, who would you take? And I was like, all right, so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do a, you know, a, uh, a podcast where I you know, kind of pick my group, and I started going through, and I have you know, a list of some younger talents that, that I might be building around. Or I might buy stock in. Over at the Piece of Business podcast, Glenn and Jeremy have talked about, you know, this notion of putting stock in Austin Theory, and I've I've been kind of percolating with that. And then I was like, oh well, there's stables now. I was watching NXT from I think two weeks ago, and Ridge Holland is now aligned with Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan, um. So I could podcast about that. And then I started thinking about the ages of wrestlers, and I was in the process last night while I'm watching NXT of making a spreadsheet, because that's what I do, of, um, of the ages of the wrestlers, both in WWE and in uh, NXT, because a lot of them are older than we think. Um, you know, the average age of a wrestler, I haven't finished the spreadsheet yet to do the actual calculations, but I would guess it is early 30s. And, you know, the if there's going to be a youth movement um, in wrestling, or is there? And so I would, you know, there were lots of things to talk about with that. And as I'm doing that, as I'm putting these things in, uh, I see the first muted tweets, because I don't, I have muted Sean Ross Sap and Fightful. Um, I probably shouldn't, but I do. And I saw a lot of people reacting, what, in all capital letters, and... Uh, You know, there was a bunch of names. So I believe it was 12, 12 names that got released. And I had thoughts on it last night, of course, um, but it didn't seem appropriate to talk about and tweet about last night, uh, because this is a somewhat hot take in terms of what I think about this, these releases. Uh, And it brings up a lot of questions. And so I figure, well, what better way to uh, start my, you know, test out this MacBook uh, than to just chat about it. So, in case you have missed it, I'm trying to find a website that has the list but doesn't make me disable my ad blocker. Um, So, the first name I saw was Bobby Fish. That was the first name I saw. And then, continue without disabling. Get out of here, sorry i should have had this up before i had too many things um netflix wednesday adam series finds it's gomez and it's louis guzman that's amazing that's fantastic that's great casting anyways let's try to focus let's have a sip of water gotta have your water all right bobby fish i'm just gonna read the names bronson reed jake atlas ari sterling not sure I know who that is, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stefan Smith, Tyler Rust, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zongier, and Mercedes Martinez. That's a huge list of names, and if you add it to Bray Wyatt and all the other lists of names, I I don't, again, I haven't done the math, but I would guess that the WWE slash NXT roster um, has been cut in a quarter. You know, maybe twenty-five percent of the roster has been let go uh, in twenty twenty-one, um, and that stinks. You never want a wrestler to lose their job. WWE is the dream for a lot of people, um, and they're making money, they have a living, they're supporting their families. You never want that to go away. Let me say that first, because I think as you could figure out, I don't think these names are a huge deal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to any of you who who are going to turn this off in disgust and unfollow me and, you know, criticize me being the Pope of positivity. I can find a positive in this for these people, most of them. Um, you know, I said it, I think, actually this week on uh, the DDT Wrestling Podcast. There's never been a better time to be a free agent in wrestling. For Bronson Reed or Mercedes Martinez, or a guy like Jake Atlas, or Kona Reeves, or any of this, there are so many options for these people and what they want to do next. AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, MLW, NWA. And those are just the promotions that I can name off the top of my head who happen to have a, you know, a, a media presence, a YouTube presence. Um... There are others. All the independent wrestling. Now, granted, we're taking a bit of a dip. Um, Our numbers are rising, so things might have to shut down a little bit. But there's going to be plenty of options for these talents. They're big names. They had, you know, these people who were small fish in a very big pond will quickly be, even a guy like Leon Ruff, will quickly become a big fish in a small pond somewhere else. So I don't think this is, um, you know, it's not the end of the world for them, certainly. Obviously, it's probably disappointing and heartbreaking, um, and you never want that to happen. However, I don't think it's the end of the world. And it is certainly not the end of the world for the WWE because, and again, I'm sorry, but you look at these names— None of them, um, even Bronson Reed, even Mercedes Martinez, none of them were going to, you know, Bronson Reed was about to get called up. That was the rumor. Bronson Reed was about to get called up. He was about to, you know, he had some dark matches. Um, He was going to be the guy you wish you would just go online every week and wish they were doing something with him because he was losing to Kevin Owens. He was losing to Apollo Crews. He was losing to Jeff Hardy. You know, Bronson Reed, I I enjoy the guy. Great wrestler. Uh, The fact that he obviously is inspired by Bam Bam Bigelow means a good deal to me. But he's not someone who's immediately going to go up and contend for a major title. He's not. He would just be another guy. Mercedes Martinez would be just another female wrestler. You know how I know that? Because they already have Shayna Baszler. If you have Shayna Baszler, you don't need Mercedes Martinez because you have Shayna Baszler, who is better. And they're not doing enough with Shayna Baszler uh, to make people happy. No one was going to be happy. No one was going to be happy with Mercedes on the main roster. No one was going to be happy with Jake Atlas on the main roster. I liked Kona Reeves. Jeremy liked Kona Reeves. Not a lot of people liked Kona Reeves. This is not a huge deal. Uh, Of these names, the one that is the biggest question mark to me, honestly, is Tyler Rust. Tyler Rust, who is part of the diamond mine. And now what's going to happen? The diamond mine is Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust and their coach Hachiman, who doesn't seem to wrestle, and Malcolm Bivens. Oh, hold on, let me correct myself. Malcolm Bivens. Let me say it right. So you take the the only other person. Now, could this mean that Roderick Strong definitely becomes a singles wrestler, which he was gonna be anyways? Sure. And and to actually try to get back into a fantasy booking way of way of thinking and way of doing things, who's to say? Because here's what I'm wondering. We're releasing all of these people. Why? A lot of people think it's because uh, WWE is getting ready to sell and they're getting rid of all of these contracts because they're getting ready to sell and they want to be. As marketable as possible, so they're getting rid of a lot of "quote unquote." Forgive me, I don't mean this. This is what I've seen online. "Quote unquote." Dead weight. Maybe that's true. Maybe they're getting ready to sell. Um, maybe they just hired a guy who's not a wrestling guy. He's a business guy, Nick Kahn. And Nick Khan's like, we have all these people. We're not doing anything with. Do you think Leon Ruff was? Gonna, they were going to do anything else with Leon Ruff? They weren't. He peaked. That North American title win was as high as he was ever going to get. I'm sorry if you're listening Leon. But that was that was going to be as that that was your peak. Anything else wasn't going to reach that those heights. Um so maybe they're just getting rid of again, quote unquote dead weight. Uh, maybe you hire a business guy who's looking at all of these people and being like, are you planning, you know, maybe he sat down with Triple H. Are you planning on doing anything with these names in the next 6 to 12 months? Anything big? And Triple H was probably honest because he's a businessman and said, no, nothing big. And he went, okay. And then maybe that's what happened. Maybe because... Uh, WWE is pretty big because COVID numbers are spiking. Maybe we're coming to the end of the brand split. Or maybe we've realized, hey, if NXT is really going to be a third brand, we need to put some main event level talent on there. Now, NXT has its own main event level talent, but I'm talking about Seth Rollins. I'm talking about Bobby Lashley. I'm talking, you know, I've always believed that... If NXT is going to really be a third brand, then they need to have wrestlers from Raw and SmackDown there, not just, you know, whichever guy is going down to, to get some seasons you know, when Tyler Breeze and Fandango came back. You know, you put, I'm trying to think of a good name here, you put Lashley, or you, Drew McIntyre goes back, or you have, who's another talent that I could think of. You put Kevin Owens back or you send Sami Zayn back and, you know, they're there with Ciampa and Gargano and uh, Adam Cole or maybe those guys go elsewhere. I know Tommaso Ciampa has said years ago uh, that he would rather retire than go to Raw or SmackDown. WWE might call his bluff. Okay. We're sending you to SmackDown, Tommaso. If you want to retire, that's fine. We'll happily have you be an agent or a producer, but I don't know. There's there's things going on. Maybe uh, they really want to focus on, you know, we had heard that maybe they were going to do an actual developmental league. I had always thought that was what 205 Live needs to be. It could become NXT Evolve, tie in with the Evolve promotion. But you've got Odyssey Jones, Josh Briggs, Carmelo Hayes. Notice all the breakout guys didn't get released. Um, maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe NXT is going to spend more time focusing on those young guys, and we are going to see bigger names like Adam Cole or Roderick Strong, the guys more than ready, move up to the main roster. You don't think Roderick Strong and the Diamond Mine could merge with Alpha Academy? So now you've got Roderick Strong, Chad Gable, and Otis with Malcolm Bivens? You don't think that would work out? Uh, I'm just saying. It is a big deal in the broader whole, look at the whole board spectrum. They've gotten rid of so many names. It's a preamble to something. I don't know what it is. Probably it's the, hey, we had to stop touring for a while. So we had to really condense what we were doing. And... NXT is based out of Florida. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's going on in Florida right now, but it's a bit of a trash can fire. Apologies to any of you listening who are from Florida, but it's a bit of a trash can fire right now. I don't think NXT is going to be returning to touring anytime soon. You don't need a whole lot of people. Jeremy said it in the best to Chat earlier today. You need maybe, maybe you need two dozen male wrestlers and a dozen female wrestlers, and you can have a pretty good promotion that's it you know you can work an hour of tv or 2 hours of weekly tv with 40 people so something's going on i don't know exactly what it is but something's going on and another question i have is what's next because there are wrestlers who are on this still on the roster who don't necessarily need to be. And again, I apologize, but uh, as much as I loved the Akira Tozawa-Reginald match from Raw recently, and I did, um, does Akira Tozawa need to be on this roster still? I, I love this guy to death, but does Angel Garza still need to be on this roster? Does Cedric Alexander still need to be on this roster? Yes, if you send them to NXT... And they replace some of these talents. You, if you use your resources well, um, you can. Uh, he's the mascot of DDT Wrestling, but does Lince Dorado still need to be on this roster? I don't think so. Uh even a guy like Ricochet, even a guy like you know we mentioned Shelton Benjamin or Die Jack. there are people on this roster that are not going to be major parts of stories. Sorry, Dana Brooke. I don't know why you didn't go back to NXT with Mandy Rose. That would have made a lot of sense to me. Uh, sorry. I, again, I mentioned her earlier, That and I, I would not release this person, but Shayna Baszler. Are you going to be a major part of storylines in the next 12 months? No? Okay. You know, Shane Thorne's still on this roster. Uh yeah, just I'm just scrolling through and looking at the, you know, a bunch of names here. It's like, you know, Xia Li, got a push, got a world title shot. Is this stable thing that she's doing this group that she's part of is that still happening? Does Boa still need to be here? I don't know. And again, these wrestlers could go find work elsewhere. The problem isn't for them. The problem isn't for Bronson Reed or Mercedes Martinez or Kona Reeves. The problem is for the wrestlers on Impact or MLW or NWA or AEW who are at the bottom of their group. The problem is your Luchasaurus or your, I don't even know if I could mention a name, uh, a guy like Steve Cutler, whatever he's going by now in Impact. The issue is with those people, because the bigger names that get picked up by all of these other promotions, which will happen, uh, there's less time and less room for other people. So it's not these, you know, Bronson Reed will get work elsewhere. Go to New Japan to form a team with Jeff Cobb. My God, that would be amazing. Jonah Rock and Jeff Cobb, that would be fantastic. Um, Go fight Ishii. But the issue is, you know, what do you do with... Um, those lower card talents on those other shows, because it trickles down. It trickles down. When Hulk Hogan went to uh, WCW in '94 and brought all his friends with him, there was a group of wrestlers that were, you know, there. Your Dirty Dick Slater's, your Bunkhouse Bucks, and all of a sudden there wasn't any room for them anymore because you had Shark, and you had the Booty Man, and you had people like that. So this is what happens. This is how it works. WWE doesn't have, you know, time and storylines for these people, and maybe they should. You know, WWE could put new wrestling out seven days a week. They had the roster for it. They probably don't anymore, but they did. So they release wrestlers who get jobs elsewhere, and in some cases, Drew McIntyre, they go elsewhere. They get mad, they get in better shape, they set the world on fire elsewhere, and then they come back. And then they come back, and then win a Royal Rumble and become a world champion, and now carry around under sword for some reason. So, this is how it works. This is the circle of life in a wrestling promotion, and we don't have to like it. I don't like that all of these people lost their jobs, but I do understand it. And I hope that they find work and happiness elsewhere. And I hope that WWE has a plan. If they're going to sell, fine. This is, this is what you need to do to get ready to sell. Uh, if you're going to, you know, just pare down and reorganize and reshuffle your rosters and have Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode In NXT, where they can actually do something instead of just being backstage, you know, Tyler Breeze said in an interview or a post or something, you get paid a lot of money to sit around and not wrestle. I'm sure there are people who are happy with that. I would love to get paid six figures a year to go have catering and watch wrestling and hang out and, you know, be part of Up, Up, Down, Down, but... There could be these talents could be better used elsewhere, either in WWE in another capacity and another brand or elsewhere. Not saying they need to get rid of Dolph Ziggler, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. All right. Um, I pulled out, I had thrown this away, but I pulled it out here. Uh, these are the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. All right. These are 14 names. Uh, that I had written down about the, the young talents that I would put stock into. Um, I'm not going to build a promotion around it, but I, you know this idea that you could – I'm imagining a fantasy sports kind of thing in which you can buy shares of a wrestler and their stock goes up and down depending on how much they perform and how often they're on TV and all of that stuff. And you know then you could sell the shares when they're peaked and I don't know there's there's something to this. I haven't flushed it out yet, but there's something to this. but uh, if I was going to, like I said, I had 14, I'll, I'll narrow it down. Uh, here are some talents that I would be buying stock in uh, almost. He's young, he's 28. He's huge, which is always going to be a selling factor in WWE. And when you watch him wrestle, he's getting good. He's, he's gotten good at the role he needs to. I think he's trained by Kevin Nash. So he's good at being a big man. Um, obviously, Montez Ford. I would put stock in Montez Ford 100%. I've said it 100 times, and I'm going to keep saying it. He could be the biggest, period, heel, period, in, period, wrestling, period. Or babyface, for that matter. Um, Jeremy's already, you know, um, talked about Austin Theory. I agree. He's gotten way better. Uh, Duke Hudson, a.k.a. Brendan Vink, um, he was sitting down on NXT a couple weeks ago watching the uh, breakout tournament between Carmelo Hayes and Josh Briggs, and he's sitting next to Wade Barrett, and I was like, are you related They looked very much alike, and with the—I think he had, like, a pink shirt and a gray vest. He looks like a superstar. Duke Hudson looks like the guy that Randy Orton was when you figured out, oh, put him in a suit and stand him next to Triple H, and, you know, it's going to work. Duke Hudson, somebody I would watch for. Uh, Odyssey Jones, obviously. Uh, I'm big on Ridge Holland. I think Ridge Holland is great. He Again, great look. Maybe he's not the biggest wrestler— but he's got a great look. And then uh, I'll say two more. I had other names on this list. You're Liv Morgans. You're Adam Coles, obviously. Uh, Jesse Kamea, who's now with Frankie Monet. Um, again, same thing. I think there's talent there. I think she's got the look. I think she's one. And then obviously I've been shouting her praises to to the heavens for, for months and months. Ziya Brookside. I would love to see Zaya Brookside be the one to beat Mako for the title. Mako would have to turn heel in the process, which wouldn't be that hard, but I think it could happen. All right. Um, I don't believe there were any audio issues. In fact, I didn't even have to usually when I'm recording on my old junky laptop. I have to stare at Audacity to make sure that the audio is is working, but this seemed to be just fine. Yes, I downloaded Audacity onto the MacBook uh, Yes, I understand. That's probably not the best, but it's the one I know and I'm familiar with, and it works just like it works on the PC. So I wanted to use that. So thanks for listening. I, this was just me chatting for 25 minutes. It was really kind of testing out the the Chromebook. No, Chromebooks over there. The MacBook. Um, but it also was just I wanted to chat about what's been going on. I'm sure piece of business will talk about it. I'm sure many other podcasts have talked about it or will talk about it. And I'm sure we'll chat about it more on DDT Wrestling this week. Uh, But I just felt like getting my thoughts out there. And that's what was fun for me. So thank you for joining me on this Saturday morning uh, edition of The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And I'll see you the next time we celebrate The Joy of Booking. And that time we'll actually do some fantasy booking. In fact, uh, just a sneak preview. I know you've probably already stopped listening because you heard me wrapping up. Um, I think in the next episode of the Corona Cup Season 2, there's a battle royal that ends just beautifully. And I promise you, it was all random. I didn't cheat. It just worked out amazingly. I hope you listen to that. See you next time.